What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York Podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
right. Good evening, USA, Canada, worldwide, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, YouTuber, creator, host with the most, misunderstood, lonely nomad, unstoppable independent podcaster, and rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you're hanging and rocking with off the meat rack chains new york podcast episode 181 yes the 80 181st episode in in the making right here live and direct from Streamyard, along with youtube and alongside with myself is the instagram live feed on on the podcast show page make sure you turn on your notifications so you can see me in action on when i'm going to be on the air and stuff and 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 when each episode is going to be dropping so um without further ado um if you miss any previous new and latest episodes don't worry i got you back everything is uploaded on the youtube channel page of g money stacks 555 where you see all the new york episodes on there so so while you're at it um Go grab that subscribe button for me. Tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in here via live stream and the time that the recording is going to start. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and the topics that's going to be discussed. And, and of course, more video content, upcoming episodes and previous episodes. Of course, um, Tell a friend to another friend. Word of mouth is important, and I will handle the rest. Um, I'll handle the rest when um when when we reach the end of the show. So there you have it right there. Now, as far as um, let me see. I'm not gonna get into mental health checking today, so I'm just gonna cut to the chase with um a little thing that I like to call. Um, the New York Mass Transit Files right here, man. All right. All right, here's what's happening here. All right, so. Um, yeah, so here's here's the deal here. So work from home is the biggest driver-keeping driver mass transit rush, ridership um, stuck below pre-slandemic levels, MTA chairperson Jenna Lieber said Wednesday. Safety concerns are also to blame, said Lieber. But transit data show that New Yorkers from blue-collar areas have returned to subways and buses in greater numbers, even though they live in neighborhoods with higher crime rates. Residents in wealthier parts of the town with lower crime rates, who are more likely to have a job with a remote option have been slower to travel back to the office for work according to the transit chief we know that safety is on people's minds yes that's true um we know that COVID is on people's minds the demographics or the geography of our ridership laws suggest it's more from the work from home issue Lieber said on the brian um Lyra show on WNYC on August 17th. Boroughs, um, 
outside Manhattan are showing higher rates of daily trips, which is where many of the city's workers live don't, who don't have a choice but to show up to their jobs in person. And quote, people who are in neighborhoods that maybe have more crime, but they are essential workers in the boroughs, in particular in the Bronx and, and in Brooklyn and in Queens. They are arriving at a higher percentage relative to um, pre-COVID than the folks who live in the neighborhoods that have less crime, said Lieber. In those more affluent neighborhoods, there are more white-collar workers who are working from home. All those issues are playing a role in the loss of ridership that we are undergoing the added. Ridership returns um, have been even uneven throughout the slamdemic. At a borough's trip, at a borough trips and journey by essential workers rebounded quicker in 2020. A 2021 report by then city comptroller Scott Stringer found daily trip numbers rose as high as 90 percent of 2019 figures in some working class areas of the Big Apple, according to an MTA report from May. While citywide rates have remained flat at just below 60 percent for months weekend ridership rates have done better at nearly 80 percent in june and one transit advocate said the state must boost service outside of the traditional rush hours without making cuts to existing schedules um right now weekend service is a bright spot for ridership but it's miserable for riders uh, said danny on personally of the group Riders Alliance. Riders are suffering through very elaborate construction detours and waiting regularly 20 or 30 minutes for a train on the weekend. People from the neighborhoods is talking about many of whom do not work in offices, also don't work nine to five, said Pearlstein. Um, office occupancy is in the city crack 40% for the first time during the COVID era in June, the city reported as the slam demand drained the MTA of its passengers, city and state officials have frequently focused on crime and unhoused people seeking shelter in the subway system. At the beginning of the year, when the Omicron variant tore through the city, we were also blamed a ridership setback on fears of homelessness, people in the subway, subway and crime. I don't blame him. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams deployed a record number of cops into the system to create an omnipresence of law enforcement on the ground. Subway riders still listed safety as their top concern in a survey released by the MTA last month. While transit made up less than 2% of citywide crimes so far this year, according to NYPD statistics, a series of high-profile attacks on on the subway shook the city as it was trying to come back from the slandemic. In January, a man shoved the writer Michelle Go in front of a subway train in Times Square in April, which I talked about um, episodes ago. A shooter opening fire on a crowded train in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. I talked about that as well. 
And in May, another gunman killed Goldman Sachs employee Daniel Enriquez on a train heading over the Manhattan Bridge. Sheesh. That's crazy, man. Um, I do have I do have something to back up um the whole working from home thing. So I want to get to that actually. So this is from the Carolina Journal website. Um okay, so so with more than half of American workers still able to work from home, the post slandemic work world is likely changed for good. Approximately 58% of Americans have the option of working from home at least one day a week, and more employees are turning to that policy to keep their staff happier in their jobs. A recent study suggests that it might be a win-win. Um, yeah. It can be. It can be a win-win. But let's see. Let me see. Um, researchers at the National Bureau of Economic Research found that working from home has some positive aspects for both employers and employees, including increased pro productivity and flexible schedules. The study done in 2021 and 2022 by Nicholas Bloom, um, uh, Rio, Rio Bing Han and James Lian studied 1612 engineers, marketing, and finance employees in the airfare and IT divisions of Shanghai, China, based on trip.com, a NASDAQ listed global travel agent, and randomized, randomized them into providing the option to work from home on Wednesday and Friday. Those with odd birthdays, of course, those born on the first third, fifth, etc. day of the month were put into a random randomized control trial allowing a hybrid work from home schedule while those with even birthdays were the control group who continued to come into the office full time as before. The study found four results. First, working from home reduced um, attrition rates by 35% and improved self-reported work satisfaction scores, which showed that employees value working from home at the equivalent equivalent of about uh, 4% to 8% wage increase. Second, working from home reduced hours worked by around 80 minutes on home days, but increased it on other work days and the weekend by about 30 minutes in total, which shows how the structure of the work week is altered when working from home. Communication styles also changed as a result of working from home. Work from home employees increased in individual messaging and group video communicate, group video call communication. Even when in the office, they said it would, it was a surprising result, which suggests that working from home leads to changes in employees working patterns even during their days in the office. Finally, productivity for IT engineers who wrote lines of code increased by 8% for work from home employees compared to those who stayed in the office. Employees self-assessed productivity impact of working from home was also positive with an average post-experiment 
assessed impact of 1.8%. Researchers said they didn't find any impact on work from home performance reviews or promotions overall or in any individual subgroup. The study notes that this is a key finding since critics like Elon Musk at Tesla, Tesla, excuse me, Jamie Dimon, um, JP Morgan and David Solomon, Goldman Sachs say a hybrid work from home schedule has a negative impact on productivity. Um, there were several benefits noted by employees in the study who reported that working from, working from home allowed them the flexibility to attend a dentist appointment, pick their children up from school, exercise, or travel to their hometown early on Friday. On a Friday, researchers say it matches the survey evidence from the U.S. that the second largest benefit of working from home is flexibility, with the largest um, being avoiding commuting and preparing for work. Working from home saves the average employee about um, U.S. employee about 70 minutes a day, with the saved time being split between additional work and leisure. Working from home is also usually quieter, allowing for a better working environment for individual-focused activities. Finally, the hybrid work-from-home schedule can also reduce space costs if firms rotate the days in which teams work from home. Given the positive results, all employees of Trip.com were given the option to work from home at the end of the six-month study. Researchers say that while working from home has been increasing for several decades in the United States, it has surged after the COVID-19 pandemic, and by the end of 2022, about 30% of all full-paid work working days will be worked from home, with hybrid WFH being the most common approach. Yeah, Um. let me see. Okay. Here's my thoughts about this, though, man. And, you know, hold on. I got another one. I got another one um, as a backup here. Hold on. So, and this is from Bible.com. Um, Employees feel more productive working from home. Uh, remote work doesn't mean less work. Remote meetings aren't so bad. What comes to mind when you think of a Zoom meeting? Remote workers miss the social aspect of the office. Most employees are happy working from home um, forever. A flexible hybrid working arrangement is ideal for most. Um, remote work brings um, families closer. Perceptions of work of remote work differ around the world. Gender impacts the strain of working from home. Married people work longer hours from home. Appendix survey graphs, even more remote working statistics, statistics on the future of the office, stats on remote work, productivity, and the bottom line, the work from home employee experience remote work struggles. Communication in the remote work universe, stats on recruiting and retaining a, a remote workforce, what remote work stats tells us about the great re resignation. Um, unless you've been living under a COVID-proof rock, you already know that more people than ever are working from home. But the pandemic isn't the only force at play here. We've been 
headed toward more remote work for a while. According to a 2014 survey, 34% of company executives said they expected over half their workforce to be remote by 2020, and they were wrong. Due to the global pandemic and sudden office closures, it was a shift that happened almost overnight. By the end of 2020, 71% of employed Americans who could do their jobs remotely were working from home. Now, as we enter 2022, which we are in now, um, return to office plans are being finalized and employees are being summoned back to their desk. But who's to say back to the office is best? Yeah, I can agree with that, though, man. Um, I'll share my thoughts after. Um, to understand how employees feel about working remotely, we surveyed 400 people who performed their full-time job from home during the past year prior to moving to remote work in 2020. All of our respondents primarily worked in an office environment. We asked them about their experience shifting to remote work and how their productivity, happiness, and social connections differ now compared to when they worked in an office course there's some and there's a few people that just said this so um let's see <clears throat> um here's what they said so here it is employees feel more feel more um productive working from home just like my sister's doing which i'll explain in, in a couple of seconds um we asked employees if they are most productive in the office or at home majority say they do their best work remotely 63 percent of employees are more productive working from home while 37 percent of employees feel they get more done in an office not necessarily true but that's not necessarily true um remote work doesn't mean less work we ask how many hours employees spend on actual work when they are at home versus when they are in office when working from home the majority of employees 29 percent spend between seven to eight hours per day on work when working in an office the majority of employees 38 percent say they spend between five to six hours per day on work overall employees are less likely to work a full eight hours from the office 12 percent then then they are from home 14 percent um remote meetings aren't so bad um zoom meetings get a bad rap but our respondents prefer video calls over in in-person meetings 54 percent of employees prefer meeting a colleague via via call and 46 percent of employees prefer in in-person meetings and of course there's uh what comes to mind when you think of a zoom meeting so this is according to our respondents it's a mixed bag so so there's some mixed feelings actually so so in this picture i'm gonna i'm gonna read some words on here so listen to this so um so starting with um starting with quick planning um virtual frustrating anxiety practical valuable essential community fatigue you are on mute easy reliable awkward fast important pointless boring convenient anxiety annoying work not not again 
fun, comfort, accessible, impersonal, COVID pain, collaboration, um, avoid um, burnouts, um, productive, and collaboration. Okay, so remote workers miss the social aspects of the office. We asked if employees miss the social aspect of the office when working remotely. Most most said yes. So 80% of remote um, employees miss the social aspect of the office. Um, 28, excuse me, 20% of remote workers don't miss the office social scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 27% of remote employees miss the social aspect of the office, but not enough to return. Um, they also miss work-related social events. We asked remote employees if they miss attending social events while working from home. Most said yes. 68% of remote employees miss work-related social events, while 32% of remote employees don't miss um, work-related social events. Um, most employees are happy working from home forever. We asked if remote employees would like to work from home forever. The majority would be happy without the office. 62% of remote employees say they'd be happy to work from home forever, while 38% of employees currently working from home would be unhappy doing so forever. A flexible hybrid work arrangement is ideal for most. We asked remote workers about their ideal balance between working in, in the office and working from home. The majority prefer a, a mix of WFH and working from the office. Um, 50 cent, excuse me, 50% of employees say they like to spend two or three days in the office per week. While 15, no, excuse me, 13% of Employees say they'd like to work entirely from home, while 11% of employees say they'd like to return to the office full time. Okay, remote work brings families closer. We asked remote employees if working from home puts a strain on their family relationships or if it makes them closer. Most say remote work has a positive impact. 45% of employees say working from home made their family closer, while 17% of employees say remote work put a strain on their family relationships. 38% of remote workers say working from home hasn't made a difference to their family relationships. So the perception of remote work differ around the world. We surveyed remote employees from, our, from four countries, the USA, Canada, Australia, and the UK. The results led to some surprising observations. UK employees want to spend the least amount of time in the office two days per week. As a whole, respondents prefer three days per week. Australians are the least happy about the prospect of working from home forever. Only 53% would be happy doing so versus the average 65%. UK and Australian workers prefer in-person meetings, 57 to and 59% respectively. US and Canadian workers prefer video um, between 73% and 58%. Gender impacts the strain of working from home. 
men and women feel the effects of working from home in different ways. Um, um, the majority of women, 49% say working from home hasn't made any difference to their family relationships. The majority of men, um, 47% say working from home has brought their family closer together. Married people work longer hours from home. Moreto status changes how likely respondents are to long hours at home. Yeah, work long hours, um, to be exact. Married people working from working more hours from home, seven to eight hours a day, compared to their single counterparts, five to six hours a day. Married people work longer hours at home, seven to eight hours a day than they do in the office five to six hours a day. Single employees work report working the same numbers of hours, whether at home or in the office five to six hours a day in either location. Um okay, so we got some survey graphs here for by appendix. On a typical day working in an office environment, how many hours do you spend on actual work, not including commute lunch breaks? So less than one hour is 1.25 percent one to two hours is five percent three to four hours 16 percent five to six hours 37.5 percent seven to eight hours 28 to five percent and eight plus hours and up 11.75 percent um and the next graph includes um, okay, so 3.5% less than an hour, 6% one to two hours, 20.5, no, excuse me, 20.25%, 20 three to four hours, 27 to 20, 27.25%, um, five to six hours, 28.75%, seven to eight hours, and 14.25%, eight eight plus hours and up okay by marital status who works longer hours at home versus in the office so at home um married people um five to six hours 25 percent seven to eight hours um 32.5 percent um single 33.64 percent five to six hours seven to eight hours 26.36 percent um no that's at home excuse me at home yeah yeah, yeah. in the office married people um five to six hours 39 percent seven to eight hours 27.5 percent single people um 33.64 percent working five to six hours um seven to eight hours 30 percent for single people um let's see so we another graph here so do you believe you are more productive working remotely or in an office environment so productive in an office um 37 percent productive productive remotely 63 percent um would you be happy to work from home forever 38 percent um said no and 62% says yes. By location, who would be
be happy working from home forever. So in Canada, um, 30% said no, and 70% of, of those people said yes. And you go to the UK, 36% says no, and 64% says yes. Um, the US, I'm actually surprised by this actually. So, <laughs> so 38% um, says no in the US and, and, and 62% says yes. Um, in Australia, 52% of the people said no and 48% um, said yes. Um, if you had to take a, a work meeting with a colleague, would you prefer to do it on a video call or in person? So 46, 46.25% of the people um, rather do it in person, while 53.75% of you would do a video call. By location, who prefers video calls versus in-person meetings? So we go to Canada, 42% said in person, while 58% said video call. UK, 57% say in person, video call, 43%. US, in person, 27%, video call, 73%. Australia, in person, 59%, video call, 41%. When working remotely, do you miss the social aspect of the office? So, um, okay, so yes, but I still rather work from home. Um, um, twenty six point seventy five percent, and 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 twenty point five percent said no, and yes, fifty two point seventy five percent said yes. So, do you miss work social events? Um. Yes, but I still rather work from home. 18.25%. Um, 32% of, of you said no. 49.75% um, said yes. Um, would you, what would be your ideal balance between office and working remotely? So, so, for. 14.75% one day, two days, 25.25%, 27.5% three days, four days, 7.75%, five days. Um, by location, um, hold on, by location, what is preferred, the preferred amount of days spent working in an office per week. So UK, um, people in the UK say two days, US said three days, Canada and Australia all said three days. Has working from home put a strain on your family relationships or made you closer? So it's a split. Um, 17.25% say put a strain on family relationships, 38.25% um, um, no, no, 
difference. Um, 44.5% say made family closer. By gender, how has working from home affected family relationships? You ask for the the males. Um, 23.81% say put a strain on family relationships while um while the others say no difference 29.05% and and majority of the males say 47.14% say made family closer now for the females put a strain on family relationships 10% and 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 no difference 48.42% and May family closer forty one point fifty eight percent. Even remote um remote working statistics. That's all for the biteable stats. This is from the website actually. So this is just crazy though. Um. So yeah, yeah. But we're not the only ones thinking about remote work these days. These there are a whole lot of work from home. Um. Statistics available from through from thought leaders around the world of course um let's get to let's get to the rest here statistics on the future of the office remote work is here to stay many jobs can be done from home and massive swaths of the workforce are already working remotely the majority of work from home employees would prefer to stay remote indefinitely at least a few days a week as the great global WFH experiment continues, one thing is clear: the future of the office looks like looks a lot different now than it did um, pre-slandemic. So, folks, listen to this percentages. Um, you're not gonna believe this, but 58.6 percent of the total U.S. workforce was working remotely at the end of 2020. Upwork. 71% of U.S. employees who say their jobs can be done from home already working remotely. Pew Research. 50% of the global workforce works from outside the company office at least 2.5 days per week. Per week. IWG. Um, 62% of, of businesses around the world um, have a flexible work, workspace policy. 16% of companies in the world are 100% remote. Um, our labs. So many many believe this trend will continue. 70% of people say they believe workers will never return to the office at pre-slandemic rates, according to the BBC. 92% um, of employees expect to continue working from home at least one time per week and 80% of employees expect to do so at least three times per week. Okay, so for those of you who may not know what BBC is, it stands for British Broadcast um, Corporation. Um, an estimated 73% of all departments will have remote workers by 2028, Fundera. Labor statistics, um, support this theory 37 percent of jobs in the u.s can be done remotely so this is from the national bureau of economic research about four of ten workers say 
their jobs can mostly be done remotely, um, Pew Research. For the majority of employees, this trend toward um, remote work is welcome news. Over 97% of remote employees say they would like to continue working remotely at least part-time for the rest of their career. Um, buffer. 98.3% um, of remote workers would recommend working remotely. 56% of women and 52% of men would like to indefinitely work from home or, or most of the time. Um, but not everyone agrees. 44% of companies um, in the world don't allow any remote work. Well, let's see. There's more. Stats on remote work, productivity, and the bottom line. Remote work, um, remote work isn't isn't just good for employees. It also has a positive impact on the bottom line. According to recent work from home statistics, work, excuse me, remote work is more cost effective for employees and businesses alike. This gives companies strong incentives to adopt or expand their remote workforces and pretty much guarantees remote work will enjoy a place in the global landscape for the foreseeable future. Productivity improves with remote work. 94% of workers, um, employers um, report that productivity has been the same or better since in implementing remote work. The highest percentage of productive um, employees in 2019 um, um, before remote work was 79%. The highest percentage of, of productive employees in 2020 after remote work was 87%. Um, great place to work. 76% of employees avoid the office when they need to get important work done. Um, Increased productivity isn't the only area where companies benefit. Employers save an estimate, estimate, excuse me, um, eleven thousand dollars per year for each half-time remote worker, and twenty-two thousand dollars per year for each full-time remote worker. And this is from the Global Workplace Analytics. Companies report increasing profits by as much as $2,000 per remote employee um, after transitioning to a remote workforce, so Stanford. 79% um, yeah, of employees are willing to take some degree of a pay cut to work from home. Remote employees see significant savings as well. Half-time remote employees save between 600 to and $6,000 per year in commuting costs after accounting for home energy and food global workplace analytics. Remote workers save an average of 4,523 per year in fuel alone. Air tasker, half-time remote employees save 11 work days per year in commuting time, global workplace analytics. Full-time um, remote workers save 17 workdays per year in commuting time. Some companies appear to be passing a portion of their own savings on their uh, to their remote employees. On average, remote employees get paid 8.3% more than 
non-remote employees with the same qualifications and job title. The work from home employee experience, not only are remote employees less, exp less expensive and more productive, but if work from home st statistics are to be believed, they are happier too. Here's what we know so far about the remote employee experience. Overall, remote workers report a positive um, positive employee experience, job satisfaction, and work-life balance. 57% of remote employees say they are satisfied with their jobs compared to 50% of in-office workers who report job satisfaction, flex jobs. 75% of employees who work remotely say they are well situated to work from home according to Pew Research. 66% of employees who's, who have transitioned to remote work say they work lives are about the same as before they transition to remote work. 30% of employees say they are more engaged in their work when working from home. Um, this is from the Becker um, Friedman Institute. And according to Live Career, 65% of workers say remote work has positively impacted their work-life balance. Remote employees exercise 25 minutes work more each week than non-remote employees. Um, remote work affects um, employees' relations too. So, okay, 68 of hiring managers report that remote work is going to going more smoothly now than when they first transitioned, um, according to Upwork. If, all, if offered the chance to work remotely, 80% of employees would feel like their employer cares. Mm, not really. Um, 66% of remote employees report they would be less happy if they were no longer allowed to work from home. Of, this, of those same employees, 54% would be less willing to go the extra mile. But it isn't all sunshine and rainbows. 46% of employees worry that working remotely will impact their career progression. 50% 50, 50 of remote workers say they don't get as much feedback as they did when they worked in, in, in the office, according to Live Career. According to Talent LMS, 78% of remote employees would like more training from their employers. Many employers already recognize the need for more change. 33% of employers are actively considering employee experience as a clear mandate at the C-suite level, largely as a result of the slandemic's effect on the workplace, according to Gallagher. Sheesh, man, that's a lot, man. Um, that's a lot, actually, though, man. But um, I'm not gonna. Yeah, hold on a second. You know what? I'm gonna save the I'm gonna save the rest of this um for next time. I'll save the I'll save the rest for next time, man. You know, I know there's some struggles actually. So, yeah, there's some struggles actually. So this is just crazy. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm not going to get to the rest today, so let's get to, let's see how much time I got here.
All right, so let's get into let's get into um let's get into some other news actually in transit. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Um, let me see. What else? Um. Yeah, you know what? Let me continue. Let me um continue where I left off. Um, let's see. Um, let me see. Okay. Um, there's another. Okay. Um, let me get to another transit-related stuff. So, um, so here's what's going on here. So, a 15-year-old boy had his arm served while subway surfing Monday morning in Queens. According to police and law enforcement and MTA sources, the teen was with a group of pals on a northbound R train at the 74th Street Roosevelt Avenue station in Jackson Heights, Queens, around 10.25 a.m. Um, when he was trying to climb up to the top of the train and fell and landing on the tracks, cops and sources say. Are you nuts? How stupid do you have to be to be surfing on top of subway trains, man? Like seriously, like that that's that's just crazy right there, man. That's what you fucking get, man. All right, so <laughs> we we know he was subway surfing on the outside of the car. A transit worker at the station told the post. Usually when you are subway suffering, you have to get off the train before the tunnel. He must have missed that point. Um, the boy's left arm was detached from the elbow down, and they found his arm under the train the worker said. Yes, that was stupid. That was fucking stupid. That was fucking stupid. He seemed overwhelmed by, by shock. The employee said of the kid he was just looking around like nothing happened he didn't cry or nothing said the worker who wouldn't give her name the boy was taken to bellevue hospital and is in stable condition police said as of noon northbound and an trains were bypassing 74th street roosevelt avenue station um the mt said damn damn son <laughs> that's crazy man um let's see let's see let's see let's see let's see um all right so trains it out the way um okay now we can get to now we can get to um chatting on the jazz right there um there it is All right, so the McDonald's worker who was shot in the neck over cold French fries is brain dead and on life support, prosecutors said Thursday as a Brooklyn judge ordered his alleged assailant held without bail. Michael Morgan, um, 
Michael Morgan, age 20, is expected to face upgraded homicide charges for Monday's Bedford Stuyvesant shooting, in which he allegedly blasted the victim, Matthew Webb, age 23, shortly after an argument about the French fries served to be suspect's mother, prosecutor said. Your Honor, the people anticipate a homicide charge on this case given to the victim is currently on life support. Yeah, that's bad. The victim has been transported to Brookdale Hospital and has been brain dead. Brooklyn Island District Attorney Luis um, Patermina told Judge um, Inga O'Neill during Morgan's arraignment on attempted murder charges. The family now has to, to make the difficult decision to take him off life support. Um, life support, yeah. Um, Morgan, who was cuffed behind his back, looked down during the brief proceeding and didn't speak. Webb was, to was toiling at the Fulton Street Eatery on Monday evening when Morgan's mom, Lisa, more complained to workers that her fries were cold and asked to speak to a manager. When the workers began laughing at her, Fulmore was FaceTiming with Morgan, who came to the, rest to, to the restaurant and got into a fight with Webb that spilled out onto the sidewalk. Morgan punched Webb in the face, and when he got back up, he pulled out a gun and blasted him in the neck, prosecutors alleged. The suspect's girlfriend, um, um, Camelia Dunlop, has also been charged with weapons possession in connection with, this, with the case after she allegedly handed Morgan the gun prior to, to the shooting, prosecutors said. She was arraigned later on Wednesday and held on $50,000 cash bail after the prosecutor said she admitted to possessing um, the gun. Morgan was taken into custody at his home Monday night and following hours of questioning, he confessed to the shooting and an unrelated 2020 homicide a few blocks from the McDonald's that left Kevin Holloman, age 28, dead prosecutors allege. Holloman was outside um, a Herkimer Street building with his cousin that October when Morgan allegedly fatally shot him, prosecutors said. Um, a few days prior, Morgan and Holloman's cousin got into an altercation when and when the relative took out a knife to cut up some marijuana the suspect ran out of the apartment and began shooting, prosecutors allege. The cousin wasn't hit, but Holloman was struck three times and later died at um, Interfaith um, Hospital, prosecutors said. He was the sweetest kid. He was not like these little thugs we have running around here. He was so polite. He was always chasing girls. That was it. Chasing girls, making jokes, Dominique. No, excuse me, Domingo Rivera, a longtime former neighborhood of Holloman, told the Post 
Thursday. He was a good kid. He never got into trouble. He was always dancing and joking around. Rivera, age 57, referred to Holloman by his nickname, Kibo, and said he, after he was murdered, his mother soon got sick and died. I'm glad they got him, Rivera said of Morgan. Holloman's sister told the Post on Thursday that the arrest was bittersweet. I'm happy that justice is being served, but it's not going to bring my mother back. Garnanita Holloman said. We knew it who it was already. We, he was already a suspect. We had a witness that was there when it happened. He was already identified. The prosecutors said it wasn't enough. Morgan is charged with murder in the 2020 um, slay and was held without bail in both cases. He's due back in court. Yeah, already. Yeah, already happened actually. Um. Yeah, it really happened on August 8th. It really happened. Um, relatives of Morgan and Webb couldn't immediately reach, couldn't be reached for comment. Okay, folks, let me explain. I want to explain the difference between, I want to explain the difference between, um, between, between justice and, and accountability. So let's, let's get into this. The difference. The difference between justice and accountability here is this is just crazy, man. Like, um, let me see. The difference between justice and accountability. I want to actually get a, yeah. So, so this is the thing. So, this is the thing. Accountability is about taking responsibility while simultaneously taking the power to correct broken or fractured systems, whereas whereas justice is when the author who is responsible for the harm takes action to repair the harm. This action needs no authority, punishment, or even forgiveness. Okay, so um okay. So the reason I brought this up is because of what um, the actor Malcolm Jamal Warner said on on, his, on one of his posts in regards to the uh, in regards to um, he he said in a quote if I I'm in, let me just paraphrase this though you you didn't get justice you get you got accountability and I actually agree with him on this one right there man and and, and it's interesting that he said that because. You know, I wanted y'all to get a better understanding on on the difference between um, getting justice versus accountability. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, because you know, you know, everybody's talking about the the, the justice is flawed and stuff. I mean, we everybody knows that and shit. So I'm not even gonna get into deep with that shit. Um, but you know, yes, yeah, so just a, just some clarity on the difference between getting justice and getting accountability so there you have it right there man um let's see let me see let me see let me see what else can we talk about here um all right so we got another issue that we need to talk about here man we got another issue that's going on in new york um a team brought a box cutter okay so we have a team that brought a box cutter right um, the most recent story 
So this is what's happening here. So video shows a posse of apparently young teens approach a victim in the Bronx on Tuesday before one of them holds a box cutter to his neck and the others punch, kick, and rob him, police said. The violent mugging of a 19-year-old victim occurred around 9 a.m. at the corner of St. Anne's Avenue and East 156th Street, cops said. One of the suspects approached him with a box cutter and put it to his neck, a police spokesman said. Oh, boy. The mugger's accomplices then got in on the action, punching and kicking and kicking the victim and swiping his Apple iPhone XR and wallet containing a Chase credit card. Authorities said the suspects then fled. The victim refused medical attention. The New York City Police Department is asking for the public's assistance in finding the suspects. Anyone with information in regards to this incident is asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-577-TIPS, which is 8477, or for Spanish, 1-888-57-PISTA, which is 74782. Public can also submit their tips by logging on to the Crime Stoppers website at um, crimestoppers.nypdonline. Org or on Twitter, NYPD tips. All right, so that's just nuts, man. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else can we talk about? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Um, so we have, um, Raising thieves ram a car into a in an SUV and stole twenty thousand dollars from its disoriented driver during a brazen Upper East Side robbery Saturday, cops and sources said. In the dramatic scene, that seemed like something out of a Fast and Furious film. A black Mercedes slammed into a silver Toyota Rav Four as tires screeched and shot pedestrians jumped. Cover viral social media video showed the Mercedes intentionally slammed into um, Rav Four on Second Avenue near 91st Street around 4:40 p.m. Cops said the 55-year-old man driving the Rav Four had been driving northbound against traffic on 96 on excuse me Second Avenue near 91st Street when the Mercedes intentionally struck it. Video circulating on social media shows the driver of the Mercedes flooring it to catch up to the Toyota and plowing and plowed into its side, sending the SUV spinning around at the intersection. Damn that damn talk about a fucking joyride, man. The Mercedes Rams the RAV4 again forcing it onto the sidewalk, the video shows. The Rav Ford then tries to flee northbound, sending the pedestrians jumping out of the way, according to the clip. Oh fuck! One person is is heard saying, "Miss Aids hit the car again on the passenger side, turning it around 180 degrees once more and forcing it to stop to a stop." 
video shows. An old man in a gray sweatshirt and black pants is seen jumping out of the Mercedes and banging on the passenger window of the RAV4. He, he, he's got a gun. He's got a gun. An onlooker yells according to the video. Um, so the man then appears to run to the driver's side of the Toyota before leaping back into the Mercedes with a bag and making a getaway video shows. The suspects made off with $20,000 in cash, according to law enforcement sources. No injuries were reported. They remain at large of as of Saturday night. <sighs> right, this is very bad, man. Like, seriously? And all the, out of all the things you know, stupid people do, it's just nuts. This is just nuts, man. And this is a pattern on the Upper East Side. This is just crazy, man. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, now before I even get to Fabio Flores' brother in the whole in the whole main shit, I need to let me explain something in in regards to the whole remote learning thing. Look, some people, um, of course. Of course, um, from what I've been hearing, sometimes um, there's there's neg there's negative in you know working from home, um, and there's um, there's actually a positive in working from home. For example, my sister is working from home, um, and some other people that's working from home. You know, some people some people prefer working from home because they want to be close to their families, they want to be close to their friends and stuff. So you know what I'm saying? And and you know, it makes it a lot easier and stuff as far as you know, as far as like relationships and stuff like that. And of course, yes, yes and no, there's a there's a downside, but um, yeah, that you know, some people will, will have mental health issues as far as like you know Zoom meetings and stuff like that. But you know, you you gotta pick how many Zoom meetings you are going to do because you know some people taking mad multiple um Zoom meeting calls and stuff like that. I couldn't even. I don't know if I see myself. I don't know if I can imagine myself doing multiple Zoom meetings and shit like that though, man. Because I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a one at a time person, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can't do it. I can't do it all in one day, man. Like it's just not gonna happen. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying? And and um, I guess because I guess I'm more of a, I'm more for um, you know, working from home because you know the thing about work, the beauty about working from home, folks. For those of you that's for those of you that's living in New York and other states and stuff. Um, it's a lot easier to save yourself the, the hassle of trying to get a train or a bus or whatever because you know sometimes the service the service in New York um, kind of sucks. You know, sl slow buses and shit. I mean, I've been through that shit for years though, man, of my lifetime. So I kind of get what you. I kind of get what y'all feeling though, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just, that's just my thoughts on it, though, man. You know, and you know, hold on, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pose a question. Um, 
after after I finish recording on the podcast show page on Instagram. And I want y'all to get y'all, I want you to share your thoughts about this. Um, so, so, so that way I could get a better understanding on whether you are on the, whether you are for in, in person in the office or, or, um, working from home, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, there you have it right there, man. That's my thoughts on that. So, um, now before we go to the Fabio foreign thing, so let's, um, let me get a sip of water first, man. Stay with me. Mm. All right, Fabio foreign. Um, his brother actually is what I'm trying to look for. Oh. Yeah, his brother. His brother actually. Hold on. Okay, so let me see. Yes, his brother. Um, so his brother. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, I'm not mistaken. Actually, let's get. Hold on. Before I even um, let me get to. Actually, let's talk mace first, man. All right. So, before I even get to Fabio Fornes, brother, let's talk mace first, though. Man. Rapper Mace is defending himself from Fabio Fornes' claim that he was signed for five thousand dollars and that the bad boy rapper did not do anything for him. Mace recently joined Million Dollars Worth of Game Days after Fabio was on the same podcast where he spoke about his earlier deal with Mace's Rich Fish label. Mace admitted that Fabio Foreign did receive $5,000, but overall he gave him $750,000. In his interview, he called the statements reckless when he came up and came up here and said was very reckless. And he said, at one time, I gave him $5,000, but I gave him $750,000, he said. However, the former bad boy rapper clarified that he didn't get Fabio, he didn't get Fabio foreign, he didn't get Fabio $750,000, but helped him. Um, negotiated deal. I set him up to do a deal to where I can control the deal, make the deal what it should be because I knew if he had the leverage, he would go in there and sell both of us out, they said. Um, Mace, however, said he set up Fabio's um, deal with Columbia Records a year later and admitted that he took more than 50% of the second deal from the rapper. Then, um, when we went in the building. I took eight hundred thousand dollars, and he took seven hundred thousand dollars. Mace added. The reason why it went down to seven hundred thousand dollars is because I gave him seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and I took seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. He owed me fifty grand. On Monday, August first, um, uh, 
a photo of the contract was sh shared by Team Z, confirming that the only monies ever given by Mace to Fabio um, were in advance for five thousand dollars. Other details also showed that the contract, which takes a staggering fifty percent of Fabio's um, royalties and other income. Companies shall also pay to artists 50% of the net advances, royalties, or receipts actually received by company from the exploitation of artists' recordings and other materials concerning artists, the clause read. Um, it was further supplemented by another subclause which said that Fabio's actual payouts may be even lower than expected as Mace's company would pay all third-party costs out of Fabio's share. Um, companies shall be entitled to deduct all third-party costs and expenses concerning artists, including but not limited to third-party producers, mixes, and remixes, monies for marketing, promotions, shopping artists, development, um, manufacturing, co manufacturing companies' legal fees, and negotiating agreements relating to artists, the clause read. The agreement also claims 75% of the minimum statutory rate of the rights of all songs licensed to Fabio's name in the United States and Canada. Meanwhile, Mace continues to receive backlash for his treatment of the drill rapper. Um, Fabio Florence's friends have also jumped in to defend the New York rapper with their own receipts as to the true role of Mace in Fabio's rap career. Big Drip Rapper's friend, which I will get to. I'll get to that next. I'll get to that next, though, man. I'm going to get to that next. So, yeah, let's get to his friend, man. All right, let's get to his friend. Um, And I'm going to share my thoughts about this shit, too, man. All right, so... Um... So this is from hiphoptoday.com. It is always nice to have friends who have your back, especially if you are a multi-millionaire rapper navigating the Pirellis and often backstabbing the music industry. Fabio Florence's friends are perfect for the part. Ether the, the Ether the Connect, a friend of Big Drip Rapper, posted a phone conversation he had he and a few friends had with Mace. The legendary Harlem, Harlem rapper is rumored to have swindled the drill rapper with a faulty $5,000 deal. The City of Gods rapper recently appeared on Million Dollars Worth of Game, where he revealed that he is locked into a $5,000 contract with Mace. Mace responded a week later on the same podcast, calling these claims reckless and claiming that he actually gave Fabio Florence 750k. He also referred to himself as Diddy 2.0. Many factors could have contributed to his feed. One factor includes Fabio's relative inexperience and compared to Mace's decades in the rap business. Another factor is the changing landscape of contracts and collaborations in the streaming age. A third factor could be the alleged pressure that Fabio felt to sign in the first place. 
In any case, Mace, Mace's entourage has also accused Fabio of twisting things around. One of Fabio's friends asked Mace, how much you pay, playing me, bro? Mace responded, it doesn't matter how much I'm playing you. Ether also stated that the that they have the entire conversation recorded. This implies that the contract saga is far from over. What is worse, according to Fabio, is that the money didn't last more than two weeks. Mace also has a long-running feud with former Bad Boy Records Mobile Diddy. While Fabio is no longer in pain from the deal, there is hope his exposure will result in retribution. The music industry has always made the game difficult for artists to navigate. Let's hope artists can find ways to not be taken advantage of in the future. Damn. Yeah, that's kind of, that kind of sucks though, man. That like shit. Um All right, my thoughts on this though, man, folks. Um First and foremost, what the fuck Mace is doing on a pot on million dollars worth of game podcast, man? Mace hasn't been relevant in so long since he since he stopped making music. The man did the man went from being being a music artist into being a pastor. You know, everybody listen, everybody got fucking confused about this shit too, man. And I and I remember listening to the Breakfast Club. Um I forget what year it was. I think it was around 2011, around that time, when um, I believe DJ Envy was very confused into <laughs> into the whole situation of, of Mace going back and forth um, from being a rapper to being a pastor, into being a pastor, into being a rapper, which is which confuses a lot of people, man. Like you gotta understand that shit though, and and I think it's kind of grimy. It's kind of grimy on so many levels on how you know people in record labels who who don't really like who don't really pay their don't pay their artists this is crazy and this has been going on for quite some time and fabio foreign is not the first person who's been going through a lot these days in terms of the whole shit though man and and you know I, I even talked about the whole Bobby Shmurda situation when he was with um, Epic Records. And that that was, it's just, I think for some people, for some people, you know, because I know, I know some music artists that's independent right now, though, and they're doing way better than, than, than the fucking machines at fucking record labels and shit. I, I hate to say this, but, but, um, but it's a fucking fact, though. Like you know, people who are independent artists are actually doing more, more better than than record labels, and that's a. And I know for a fact because I hear stories about this all the time. So, so there you have it. And yeah, I have to. I really have to agree with. Um, I have to agree with the artist of Fabio Farm, man. I gotta agree because because Mace is just dirty, man. Period. Um, and you know damn well, yo, this is crazy, man. And why the fuck is Mace Mace's ass hurt?
Just pay the man, son. Just pay the guy. My gosh, man. <laughs> like, you, you, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of how, you know, I used to deal with certain individuals who are, you know, you know self-centered and stingy. And, and this reminds me of what my sister was telling me about her former friend, which I'm not going to say her name on here. So, um, yeah, because, you know, once a person is self-centered and, and they think everything's all about them and shit, it's like, it's like, it's like you're pushing people away. And that's the type of, that's the type of, um, that's the type of shit that, you know, I can't really deal with because, you know, I hate stingy people, especially those who push people away in terms of the whole, and I get the whole money aspect to, to survive bills and all that other stuff. But, but damn, son, you have to put, like, you gotta put money over people. Like, and I actually talked to somebody from from my um from my um my job, Big Lots, um this past Saturday about this whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty sad that you know everybody's having that um, monopoly money mentality and shit. And yeah, it's it's not just society; it's fucking um mankind that's that's into all this shit, though, man. And and I actually was um talking about. Mike Tyson, um, um, I think it was it was it was yesterday it was yesterday it was yesterday as I was recording episode thirty three hit the bleachers. He was asking this question in re, in regards to uh, what is security? As far as like as far as far as him saying money don't mean anything, but financial stability, financial stability, I think. Yeah, financial stability is actually what you know most people are usually talking about here, man, as far as like survival and shit. Um, but you know, I just find it I just find it really crazy because you you Mike Tyson he's right though. He's right though, like you know, because I have to agree on the fact that you know happiness can't be brought. Same way friendships and relationships and shit can't be brought. Because these things are not items that you pull up from a fucking bodega or a supermarket. Yeah, you ain't gonna find that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just, yeah, I just want to raise this point though, man. Like, you know, I don't want people to get the wrong idea that, you know. And you know, sometimes money is the root of all evil and shit. But you know, I think it's all about how you use your money, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like for me, I I use my money to treat myself sometimes because of, because of the the success that I'm having in not just podcasting, but you know, being able to um go go with my instincts and go with my dreams and shit. So you know what I'm saying? Without without um without a TV label or whatever, right? I don't necessarily need that fancy shit because, you know, without integrity and authenticity and shit like that, you you don't, you, you, you seem lost in the sauce. You know what I'm saying? So that's my point on the whole, the whole idea of, um, you have to, you, 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 you can't, 
because you know you know money changes people and i get it money changes people and their personality and their perception and stuff like that and i don't want to be that person i don't want to be that person because then it's going to lead to fucking regrets and i don't want to have regrets on pushing people away over money i'm not that type of guy so i can't do that i don't want to do that to people that's just not it's not fair to me and it's not fair to them though so i feel like you have to have a fucking balance man you have to find a balance in things man you know what i'm saying it ain't just be one-sided all the time you know what i'm saying it's not just be one-sided all the time so so yeah there you have it right there man i just wanted to just raise this point man so so you folks out there can actually get a better idea of what i'm saying man i hope y'all understand what i'm saying though you know what i'm saying that i'm not i'm not crazy i know what i'm fucking talking about here so there you have it right there um so yeah um let me see next topic um most recently um according to the daily news one person was shot in the head and three others were hit by bullets three others was hit by bullets um yeah yeah hit by bullets friday in a wild drive by shooting outside the home base of a brooklyn outlaw motorcycle club police sources said police sources and witnesses said the shooting sparked a tense half hour standoff with police as members of the club the unknown bikers refused to let detectives into their clubhouse well um the victims were standing outside the clubhouse on Russell Street near Mer- Mace. Hold on. Let me try to. Messerol Avenue. Messerol Avenue. In an industrial section of Greenpoint, about 8 35 p.m., when a white sedan rolled down the block, witnesses told investigators. Someone inside the auto pulled out a shotgun and started blasting away, hitting four victims. Oh my gosh. In quote, I heard the shots. One neighbor, one neighbor said, who wished not to be named, when I got here, two of the bikers were in the ambulance. They were being treated for being shot in the in the arms, in their arms. The victim, all men who ranged at an age from 24 to 41 were shot in the arm and back one was shot in the head and another victim suffered a grazed wound to the head cop said three of the victims were taken to elmhurst hospital the man shot in the back was taken to bellevue hospital all were expected to, to survive the neighbor who is in his 40s said the that the unknown bikers throw, throw a party at their clubhouse every friday night it's early. Usually there can be about 100 bikes roaming through, he said. This could have been a lot worse. The Unknown Bikers is an outlaw motorcycle club founded in Williamsburg in 1974, according to the website. Um, website 1percentbikers.com. Investigators found five shotgun cases at the scene. Detectives tried to gain access to the clubhouse to interview potential witnesses. The bikers barred from barred them 
from coming in for up to 30 minutes before they were finally allowed inside. About a dozen motorcycles, mostly Harley Davidson's, were mined up outside the clubhouse after the shooting Friday night. Another six were parked around the corner. Two dozen unknown bikers sporting their colors hung around outside the club as cops continued their investigation. We have absolutely nothing to say to you, one member told a Daily News reporter at the scene. So no arrests have been made by late Friday. <sighs> All right. Now, I, you know, you rarely hear about, you know, motorcycle, um, motorcycle crews to be exact, which <laughs> you rarely hear something like that to, to actually be, um, doing this type of shit though, but I'm not even going to get into all this shit though. Um, all right, so let's get into, hold on a minute here. Um, let's get into, all right, let's get into blue face, man. All right. Um, um, recently, Blueface and his girlfriend, um, Christian Rock, are pinky promising to avoid another um, um, further physical altercations after her arrest last week, but it's not a great sign that they nearly got into a spat right in front of us. The couple talked to us um, Monday at LAX, fresh off the rough patch they landed in when Christian Christian was arrested in Arizona for hitting her man in the face twice. This time, they seem to be on much better terms, looking super booed up on camera. Well, Alpha Tug asked what they've learned about each other and their relationship over the past month, which has been tumultuous to say the least. Um, CR is is doing most of the talking here but what she's saying is a little weird watch what she, watch she says she's realized she shouldn't hit blue face anymore publicly that that is she also has a remedy on how to avoid conflict and it has to do with their bedroom we asked if they've wondered if they worried things can boil over again and blueface jokingly tells us he personally is and christian christian um gets visibly upset about that to the point um she separates from him obviously it, this is very a very hot and cold couple but they left us on a good note um so here's hoping they actually take their own advice and keep their hands off of each other because no one wants to see anyone hurt or in jail. Just ask Christian. She'll tell you herself. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to see that shit, though, man. Um, all right, so. Little TJ. Okay. After surviving seven gunshot gunshots in an attempted robbery back in June, Lil TJ is releasing his new single and video on Friday called Beat the Odds to tell his side of the story. 
On Thursday morning, the rapper posted the cover art for the upcoming single on Instagram, which shows him rapping on a mic while sitting up in a hospital bed. He also posted a video teaser for the single, which included news reports of the robbery, scenes of police cars, and visuals of TJ on stage. Um, you can check out the um, trailer below. Um, on YouTube, actually. Hold on. No, 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 no. It's on his. It's on his Instagram. Um, little TJ. So yeah, yeah. Um, in late June, TJ and one one other person was shot during an attempted um armed robbery near Edgewater, New Jersey. A few a few hours after the shooting, it was announced by the Bergen County Prosecutor's Office that um Muhammad um Kanate um was detained and charged with three counts of attempted murder three counts of armed robbery and other unlawful weapon charges um shortly after tj started his recovery process of building a billboard in the bronx advertised the return of the rapper with a sign that simply read i'm back on wednesday tj uploaded a short video update to his instagram thanking fans for their support and love and also confirming that he has survived several shots it was tough you know most people don't survive it but i'm still here here for a reason and new music coming soon we're gonna come back stronger than ever love y'all um so tj was amongst the first slate of soundcloud artists that emerged emerged during 2016. he rose to prominence in 2018 with his song resume signed to Columbia Records later that year. In 2019, he released his debut studio album, True to Myself, which peaked at number five on the Billboard 200. Okay. So what we have next is, okay, before I even get to um, lime offers and stuff, let's talk, um, Let's talk. Um, let me see. Um, let's talk. Um, hold on a second. Okay, let's talk Lego Atari for a sec. Um, all right. Um, all right. So, the Lego Atari, um, two twenty six hundred. Um, launched today on August 1st exclusively at the Lego store for $240. If you enjoyed building the Lego NES, you are going to have a great time with the Atari 2600. Uh, this mammoth set faithfully recreates the most iconic design of the 2600, making it a stellar display piece for retro gamers and those who are nostalgic for their childhood favorites. The price is a bit steep at $240, though. It's actually less expensive than the newly newly repriced Lego NES, but the build, the build has a tremendous design and includes some of some neat flourishes. And if you show it to the family and friends, they might even mistake it for the real thing. Though Atari is technically still operating today and name only, really, it has 
it has been out of the console business for many years. Younger um, Lego enthusiasts and gamers may not know much about the Atari 2600, but it's really, it's a really important piece of video game history. Predating Nintendo and Sega's um, home consoles, the 2600 is really the first console that found its way into homes in a big way. Without the Atari 2600, gaming would undoubtedly look different today. And the Lego Atari 2600 shows the console the reverence it deserves. All right. Um, coming in at 2,532 pieces, the Lego Atari 2600 has about 100 um, less pieces overall, but it has more pieces dedicated to the console itself. The TV took up about half of the NES build, while the Atari has a series of smaller um, supplementary builds. Though the Lego NES was clearly smaller than the actual console, the Lego Atari, um, which is uh, is almost the same size as its inspiration. That's partially why it could dupe people into thinking it's the real thing. The reason, the other reason, is that everything from the grates to the signature wood panel front looks so close to the actual console. The only eas easily identifiable Fireball sign that this is a Lego set is a set of four studs sticking out of the front wood panel. Um, this set is incredibly well designed and contains a huge variety of pieces that made it a pure joy to build. Even though it looked, it took me roughly seven hours uh, at a glance. The console itself doesn't look like a super exciting build after all just like the nes it's essentially just a box but lego once again made the process of building the box in an in-depth event that excels by avoiding repetition um each of the more than 15 bags of pieces represents a new aspect of the build with its own unique quirks while lego rec recommends that um this set of builders 18 and over um, the weight read instruction booklet is predictably superb. It shouldn't be a kid's first Lego set, but if they have experience with decent sized builds, even some of the Lego Mario sets, it shouldn't um, present very many issues. Uh, the council itself takes the takes the burnt no, excuse me, the brunt of the build time, but the set is packed with small scale kits that give that give it some added charm authenticity and variety. Um, you, you build a joystick joystick that attaches to the back of the console, three cartridges, three small models representing each of the three games, Asteroids, Adventure, and Centipede, and a cartridge holder. Lego made a great decision spacing out the accompanying um, kits throughout the build process. You start off by putting together the adventure cart and castle model, then the cartridge holder, and then the foundation of the council itself. The rest of the carts, models, and joystick pop up throughout the rest of the build. It would have been slightly boring putting together three cartridges in a row, or even three little models in a row. 
So as long as you follow the instructions in order, um, you have you will have a dynamic um, experience that jumps around to further avoid repetition. Um, given that the Super Mario NES cart was easily the most lackluster aspect in the Lego NES build, I was ple pleasantly surprised to learn that the um, Atari carts had more nuance. Meanwhile, the accompanying models, models delightfully um, touched on the games. My favorite is center the Centipede, which uses some cool little pieces to make it look appropriately menacing. The cartridge holder is another nice touch for display purposes. Granted, you do lose the box art by displaying them in this way, so some builders may want to purchase individual cartridges stand separately. You can also slot the cartridges into the console in the same fashion as casual arts. Just like the console itself is based off the of the refreshed Atari 2600 designed with four switches, the joystick nods to the CX40 controller, which was actually the second controller package with the Atari 2600. The Atari controller is size accurate and the joystick actually has 360 um, degree rotation. The long button is the same um, style as the NES Lego controller in that it is a solid and movable piece. As mentioned, the controller plugs into a port on the back of the console, but it falls out with little movement, um, which is the same issue the LEGO NES controller had. Regardless, the controller rounds out the set and gives the kit more interactive, no, excuse me, inter in interactivity, excuse me. Um, so the lego nes included a recreation of super mario brothers um, world one-to-one -one, which was a very neat addition the lego atari also has its own awesome flourish that will likely be the first thing you show your family and friends when they look at the build since the atari 2600 was partially um hollow um lego had room to make that portion of the build really stand out and it doesn't disappoint during the build you create a game rip, game room ripped straight out of the late 70s and early 80s um the, the panel directly below the dials and cartridge slide slot slides out the room pops up it's pretty meta as the included lego minifigure um, it's playing the Atari 2600 while living in a secret room built inside of a much larger uh, um, Atari 2600. There's a CRT TV jukebox, a trio of posters, and more. One of the posters quite obviously nods to Indiana Jones. Um, of course, the first movie released in 1981. There's even a white cat hanging out by itself probably thinking about ripping the controller out of the Atari to force you to pay attention to it. If you don't possess a lot of nostalgia for the Atari days, the, the Atari 2600 is um, set is probably a bit too expensive to just build because it looks cool. That said, if you are a gamer who grew up playing the Atari, this build is a can't-miss triumph. The, the Lego Atari 2600 
got us thinking about more console builds we'd like to see from lego so make sure you check out our lego wish list so there you have it right there man and this is from gamespot.com by the way folks for all you games out there um and by the way there's a story i didn't get a chance to get to in the last episode in regards to las vegas so let's get into that right there um popular las vegas hotspot dre's beach club is taking their party to the next level with the announcement of adding um of video game combiners to their beach club with the new gaming experience by xset the world's most diverse innovative socially conscious gaming <clears throat> first ever gaming combiners gamers um, can now play their favorite video games in combiners equipped with gaming consoles enormous um, screens and advanced sound systems intersecting gaming world with music, sports, fashion, art, and culture. Uh, the innovative um, combiners are available throughout the summer. Um, and quote, our goal is always to give our guests something unique that can't be found at other clubs, said Dustin Dre, vice president of marketing and entertainment for Dre's Beach Club nightclub. These Except cabanas are a perfect complement to the Dre's Beach Club experience where guests can enjoy music, drinks, food, and cutting-edge gaming all in the comfort and privacy of these luxurious um, cabanas. <clears throat> Except is about culture and lifestyle, both which include gaming, music, and fashion, says Clinton Sparks, Except co-founder and chief business development officer partnering with dre's to bring a first of its kind gaming ex experience to their um, venue while continuing to intersect music and gaming was a no-brainer for both of us now you can you can be at the world's greatest party playing your favorite game while listening to your favorite DJs or artists performing live. Um, Xset partnered with Dre's Las Vegas to launch two new gaming combiners wrapped with Xset walls, complete with 85 monitors and custom Xset consoles for VIPs to game while enjoying the experience of a club atmosphere. On the ongoing mission to merge and intersect intersect cultures xset makes history again by being the first gaming organization to partner with a um, prominent club and being the first organization to have a game a game a partnership at a club dre's beach club is open from 11 a.m to 6 p.m saturday through sunday and transforms to dre's resort pool uh, open 11 a.m to 5 p.m from monday through thursday dre's nightclub is now open from 10 a.m from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Friday through Sunday. Um, all right. Um, so it's gonna go to uh, what is it? All right. So let's see. All right. So Lime offers free e-scooter. Okay. Lime 
e-scooter company Lime is offering free rides to voting sites for the second set of primaries this summer, starting this weekend with early voting. Of course, at the polls, Bronx voters will decide which candidates will represent them for U.S. Congress and U.S. And state Senate on both the Democratic and Republican ballot lines in November's general election in a heavily blue borough. The company is offering two free rides up to 30 minutes each to and from the poll. To access the deal, riders can use the promotional code line to polls New York City 22. And of course, the offer begins. Um, it began Saturday and continued through Sunday, August 21st. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it continued through August 21st, and of course, it was, and the, the offer was available. Then, when are the one The offer will then also be available on election day on Tuesday. It was available August 23rd, Tuesday. So, let's see. Um, polls all the polls were open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. on election day, and times differed throughout early voting. Visit NYC Board of Elections website to find the polling site and view um, sample ballots. Um, and uh, <clears throat> let me see. So hundreds of hundreds of riders took advantage of the line to polls program during the city's last round of primaries in June, according to the company. And we are proud to partner with the city of New York and NYC votes to make it easier for Bronx residents to cast their vote by breaking down transportation barriers to vote and access the code year which is a matter of government relations at line, said in the statement. New Yorkers who live in the neighborhoods we, we serve often end up with a long way to go to get um, <clears throat> to get their polling place, especially during early, vo early voting. So we want to try to help them get um, there on our e-scooters or connect them to the bus or the subway to make their trips a bit more convenient. Lime is one of Three companies participate in the two-year Bronx e-scooter pilot, which which launched last summer in the Northeast Bronx and expanded this summer in the Southeast Bronx. While e-scooter and the white and green devices, um, excuse me, can be rented off the sidewalk using the e-scooter company's apps and used only within the pilot zone. Lime also offers three-wheel seated scooters. Um, that can be reserved in advance online or through the app at least 24 hours in advance and can be used for 24-hour periods free delivery these adaptive scooters are always free with five dollar deposits all right so um all right so let me see all right so Oh yeah. Oh, 
We need to talk about the awesomeness. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention. I forgot the. Hold on, hold on a second here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make sure that I get this right though. Um, no, 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 no. that's not one of the topics. Um, let's get to. Oh shit. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me make sure I don't. Um. All right, let's get to. Let's get to. Let's get to Iceware Vessel. Here we go. Let's get to Iceware Vessel. I'm sorry. Um, all right, so Iceware Vessel. Um, okay, years of hard work on the music scene have proved to be fruitful for Detroit rapper Iceware Vessel, who's officially the newest member of the quality control team. Over the weekend, Vessel... Vezo was gifted a QC chain at the Toronto Canada stop on Little Baby and Chris Brown's One of Them Ones tour. A clip from the concert showed quality control CEO Pierre P. Thomas arriving on stage with the gift in his hands, announcing Vezo had just signed a deal with the powerhouse label. The Detroit native received a rupturous reception from the crowd as he joined Thomas on stage for the announcement and proudly held up his QC chain. Help us welcome Detroit's very own Icewear Vezo to QC the label. Welcome to welcome to the family. Let's run it up. The label wrote on the Instagram while Vezo's at it. Let's get it. Um, QC MCEO underscore P better turn this shit up to max QC. Um, Q-C-X-I-U-R. Culture. Um, the deal comes on the heels of Icewear Vessel's latest album, Rich Off Pints 3, which dropped on July 21st. The 14-track project boosts appearances from Lil Durk, GRO, G, Key Glock, E-40, and fellow quality control representative Lil Baby. Vessel, who's on who's also under contract with Motown Records, has seen his, st- his stock steadily rise in recent years, thanks to previous installments in his Off-Rich Pint series, as well as collaborations with future Megan Thee Stallion, ESTG, and more. In the, the addition to the addition of Icewear Vessel strengthens an already all-star quality control roster that includes Migos, Lil Baby, City Girls, Lil Yachty, and Deuces, Duke Deuce, as well as Cardi B on the management side, fellow Motor City native Baby sign, Baby Money signed to the Atlanta label in January. Looking to replicate their impact outside of music, Quality Control launched its own sports division in 2021 and struck an unscripted TV deal for their stable of camera-ready stars. Okay. So, I'm sorry about that. Um, right, let me make sure I covered everything, covered all the bases before I wrap up. Um, before I wrap up here, folks, um, let me see. Let me make sure I wrap up here, actually. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. Let's see. 
Yep, I think I covered about everything right here, man. Yeah, I think I covered everything right here, though. So, um, hold on. Okay, so I think that's going to do it for this episode right here. Um, if you'd like to, you're more than welcome to make a charitable donation to my cash app, which is G Money Stacks 555. That's dollar sign, capital G, lowercase M O N E Y, capital S, lowercase T A C K Z. Um, once again, it's about, it's not about breaking the bank, it's all about doing the best you can on how to support the show right here. And, and of course, you know, support me now. You don't have to be stressed out about having a lot of money to show support. Just, just, um, just, you know, whatever amount of money you are comfortable with will be appreciated and acknowledged. So there you have it right there. And now, um, I don't have too much time to get to, um, to podcast free game, free game, um, mechanism. So I'm not going to have time for that. So this is, we're going to get into right here. This is stream choices on the go. So here we go. you know what this is man you like what you heard in today's episode um titled um lego atari episode 181 or any previous episodes whatsoever please show some love by by, um by following off the meat rat chains new york podcast on not only facebook but we but we're on instagram um, make sure you follow my other shows, which is um, which is excellent fun, vibrant talks podcast actually, um, and the username is still the same, which is um, excellent fun, vibrant podcast. I added talks to it, but it's it's just the word that just added recently. So um, so that way it's still the same sports podcast. So uh, so you so you still gonna have the same show. So don't worry about the word. It's it's still it's still the same show, so don't worry about that. And of course, you can follow the review show, Meticulous Vibes Podcast, on Instagram as well as myself, which which is um G Money Stacks five fifty five in Queens, New York. And of course, be sure to be sure to turn on the notifications for um for updates on particular 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 um um information on when each episode is going to be dropping and the same schedule is mondays wednesdays and fridays although i didn't record on wednesday because of the double header of the mets game so um that's um my fault on that one i'm gonna make it up um with this episode and i'm gonna try to record the next one in a couple of minutes and whatever i don't get to i'll try to do it tomorrow so there you have it right there and you go to the link in bar where where it says um, link tree slash G Money Stacks five fifty five, and it's gonna have a list of all your streaming platforms, including the ones that you can watch. Um, you can leave a voicemail with questions, any type of um, questions, any type of ideas of topics or whatever case scenario may be on Anchor.fm in the link in, in the link in bio. Um, and of course, speaking of Anchor, that's where we're going to start with right now. So Anchor, Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM Podcast, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podopolo, 
Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and you are also um, able to support by giving a five-star rating to Podchaser, Podfriend, and Spotify. Five-star rating will be appreciated. And, of course, you can also listen to Off the Meat Rat Chain's New York podcast episodes on Radio Public alongside with iHeartRadio, the number one number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. Be sure you follow my other shows. It's also on um, iHeartRadio as well, which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, the sports edition show, and Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast reviews review show that's also on there right there so um so yeah so last but not least the youtube make sure you grab that subscribe button and click on the noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream more video content upcoming episodes and previous episodes um the latest episodes that's on the youtube channel page of g money stacks 555 which is my youtube channel page of where all the new york episodes are going to be uploaded and posted to the channel page and of course make sure you listen stream download these episodes share the episodes share the videos and also be sure to actually share um share with your friends oh oh yeah share with your friends by spreading the word tell a friend to another friend and of course and of course share the podcast along with the link that says linktree slash g money sex 555 with all the audio streaming platforms which includes the youtube where you can watch the videos and stuff like that so um so yeah there you have it that's going to do it for me. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in and rocking with me on this episode 181 titled Lego Atari. And, and be sure you do what makes you happy mentally, physically, and spiritually. And, and most importantly, most importantly, you know, find your voice. Be confident in what you do as far as like the craft, the type of career you're trying to do. And of course, um, and of course, be sure to actually be able to, you know, you know, have the strength and energy and also a little a little water on the side so you don't have a dry throat. And um and of course um the grind doesn't stop hard work pays off new york wasn't built in a day trust the process and also and also you know find something that gets you into your zone mentally physically and spiritually and creatively speaking so there you have it right there i'm off this shit. g money stacks is signing off um Thank you very much for listening and rocking with me and hanging out with me for the most part though, man. So, so I appreciate everybody from listening internationally, USA, Canada, Long Island, AK Strong Island, plus the five boroughs of 
Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, New York. Appreciate every single one of you. I love, I love y'all for your support. Thank you very much. Peace and one love. And have yourselves a good night, folks. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast. O F F T H E M E A T R A C K C H A I N Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services include Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love. <laughs>